This is the Branches Podcast. We try to keep it simple in this family of faith, love God, and love people. Let's not make it harder than Jesus intended. If you'd like to know more about our community of faith, you can visit us at www.branchesoc.com. I think just about everyone has heard this uh, scripture before. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I actually heard it before I made a decision to follow Jesus. I didn't grow up in the church. I didn't, um, I didn't have that background. But growing up, uh, I remember playing sports and I would see people with headbands, uh, wristbands that would have that verse, or they write it on their shoes. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. And the thinking behind that was, I'm going to be successful in this game because Jesus is going to give me the strength. In fact, uh, I remember I'd go to surf contests, and after following Jesus, I'd write that on my boards. You know, you have your sponsors here, 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 and then write it out. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So I got 15 minutes. I got to catch so many waves. Back then, it was four waves in 15 minutes, and I can do this because Jesus will strengthen me. It's an empowering idea. It's something that's, uh, it fits in with this I can mentality. And we do that a lot with scripture. We take it to fit what we want it to be. And this idea of I can just sounds so good. I remember, um, I remember thinking like I can apply this to sports. Obviously I can apply it to tests. We do it for um, a goal or a challenge that's in front of us, and we say, you know what, I can do this because Jesus is going to give me the strength, or um, I have an obstacle in front of me. I can get through this obstacle because I can. Um, I can be bigger, faster, smarter, or I can be prettier, smarter, because Jesus is going to give me this strength. It just fits into our culture. It fits into the narrative that I can. I remember seeing, we were on a trip and I was working with teenagers who were reading this book, uh, the Harry Potter series. I didn't know it was a bunch of books. I thought it was one book. I couldn't quite figure it out, but the movie was coming out and I usually like to read the book first, but we were away. And so my wife and I said, let's just go see the movie. And I remember specifically in the movie, there's this kid, just a normal everyday kid, has a pretty lame situation at home, doesn't even have his parents, and he's with his aunt, and that's just a disaster. And then all of a sudden, they're on this trip, and this weird, huge guy shows up, and he's like, you're special, Harry. What? I'm special? Yes. You're a wizard. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard. And I remember I got chills thinking, I knew it! Because all of us have this thing in us like, I'm, I'm more and I, I can do this and just someone needs to recognize it because we all have that hunger within us. And so we take this scripture that Paul said to this little church in Philippi and we take it to fit what we want, but we've taken this out of context. This is not what Paul was talking about. 
Now, there's a lot of truth to the reality that, that God will strengthen us for challenges and obstacles, but that's not what Paul is saying with this verse. And so we can't take Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, and take it out of context and try to make it fit our I can culture. So let's look at what Paul meant because it's still beautiful. It's still amazing. It's just as good, if not better, and especially because it's the truth. So uh, I'm hoping you have your Bibles because you can hear someone like me say this, but you need to look into God's word and you need to say, Lord, show me, open my eyes. You don't even need me. You can do this on your own. My goal is to hopefully give you some context that you might not know or not know how to find it. But ultimately, the goal is, is that this is available to you to look into God's word and to be drawn closer to him and to see the truth. And when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So um, let me try to give you some context here. So Paul is writing this letter, as we shared a couple weeks ago. He's writing this while he's in jail. And we, we're going through this series called The Space Between, uh, this idea of what do you do when there's nothing you can do. And so Paul is literally in this situation of being in a, in a jail. Now it's home arrest uh, because he was one Roman and he was of some kind of means, but it's not like he was in a big house with a pool. I mean, he, he was very limited in what he was able to do, but he had to provide his own food. So the guards were there, he was held under lock and key, but he could eat, but he had to find the means to do that himself. And so uh, people would have to provide for him or he would have to pay for it. And so he's writing this letter back to the Philippians because he got a care package, because they sent a man named Epaphroditus to bring him either money or food, but the means by which to eat. And the encouragement that that brought, he talks about. He says, ah, oh, just thank you. But then he says, but I know how to be content. And he goes on talking about this, like a little side conversation he has. And then he says, I can do all this through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all this. That's the English standard version. So what is the all this that he's talking about? The fact that he's in jail, he's alone, and he's hungry, and he's suffering. So he's not saying, I can do whatever I want because Christ will just give it to me. I mean, if you think about it, if he's saying I can do all this, why doesn't he just break out of jail? Why doesn't he say, you know what, Christ has given me the power to take out all of these guards full ninja style. He could do that, right? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but in context, the all things are what he just mentioned. And this is what he just talked about. These are the things that he can do. He says, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to have plenty and I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. So what is happening right now is that he, is, he knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be in want. 
And because he's in jail, he's alone. He doesn't have roommates. So I can get through this. I can do all of this, my situation, because Christ gives me strength. Okay, what do you mean you can do? What do you mean you can do? It means I can be content in this situation. It's not just that I can get through it. Another way to translate um, this verse so it doesn't say I can do is Philippians 4.13 can be said this way. Christ gives me strength to get through this. So that's a way that you can look at it to understand the context when he's talking to these people in Philippi. He's saying, look, Christ gives me strength to get through being in jail, to be in want. When I start to just feel like I'm going to crack, it is Christ who gives me strength. But you know what? You can get through these things without Jesus, can't you? There are so many people in the world that have gotten through so many things by simply human determination. You don't need Jesus to get through difficult times. You can do it with just determination. You can have emotional toughness. Or you can have just enduring optimism. It's going to work out. You can just wake up with a smile. Some people just have that in them. But the difference here, what Paul is talking about is he's saying, look, I can do all this through Christ who strengthens me, meaning I can be content in these difficult circumstances. That doesn't mean happy. Hey, this is great. Jail, woo. You can be grateful for the things you have, but he's learned to be content. He's learned to say this is enough and to mean it. Not to try to create the mental gymnastics or the optimism or the persistence or the determination to get through it. He doesn't have to pull it from himself because what he's saying is that I can't. I mean, if you want to sum this entire message up, what he's saying is, is I can't. I know what it is to reach the end. I can't, but he can. His spirit, God's presence is why I can get through this. And not only can I just get through it, but I can be content because that's what that word means. It means to be sufficient. And it's his grace. It's God's grace. It's his presence that is sufficient. Because Paul is admitting, look, I'm weak. I can't. But he can. And we, as a people, especially as, as Americans, especially as Americans in Southern California, we like to push this I can agenda. But if we're looking at real life, every year that passes, every decade that passes, we start to become more aware in our personal lives that there's a lot of things we can't get through. And not only can we not get through it, but we definitely can't get through it content. Um, some of us are saying, look, I can't get through this addiction. I can't live healthy. I have a problem with food. I have a problem with being active. I have a problem with laziness and I've tried everything, but it's not working. And some, we want to protect our children. And we realize no matter how hard we try, 
no matter how much we try to put them in a bubble, the world is scary and we can't be all knowing and all protective of them. Our health, I can't. I've tried, I, I eat this way, I do this and I do that and yet why am I struggling with this cancer? Why am I struggling with this autoimmune disease? Um, so many of us have reached the end of ourselves when it comes to being happy in poverty. Or we have some trauma that we've gone through or some abuse in our background and we can't just get over it. Maybe there was some relationship where we were betrayed or it's a broken relationship, whether it's family or it's marriage. And this idea of you could just get through it and you're like, I can't. It's still here, it's still clinging to me. And not only is it clinging to me, but it's like a poison in my life. I think about it every day. Some people I know are struggling with a, a pornography addiction and they don't wanna deal with this, they wanna get out of it and they feel stuck. And so when you hear this, I can, just stick to it, you could do this, it's within you. And you're like, well then what's wrong with me? What is wrong with me that I can't? What is the problem here? Why is it that I couldn't protect my family from getting hit by a drunk driver? This idea of I can, sometimes we, we finally reach the point where we understand there's a lot of things I can't. And then because we can't, we feel like failures because we're swimming in a culture that says, I can. A culture that says it so much they'll take God's word, Paul's words of what God has done in his life and twist it so that when we say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me, the part that we're always emphasizing is, I can. But we need to step back and realize what Paul is saying here. He's saying, Christ gives me the strength to get through this in a contented manner. I don't need. I can be in these circumstances and I can surrender to him because I know that when I do, he will show up. And we try so hard that when we reach the end of ourselves, we try to make another way for ourselves, another way to make this happen. I mean, we've been doing this since the Garden of Eden. You know what, don't do this, Adam and Eve. Well, you know, maybe I can. We have such a difficult time trusting anyone, let alone to take this precious life of ours and put it in God's hands. For us to say, I can't, but you can't, so I'm gonna trust that you're gonna do this, is so scary. It's a global fear. It's not just something for Americans or for an I can society. It's scary to put your trust in anyone but yourself. And so the, rather than accepting his invitation to live from him, we settle. We settle for what we can make happen on our own. I wanna make sure that you hear that because when we say, I can't, but he can, we're going against this. When we say, I can, but he can't, there's no way. What we're saying is, you know what? 
I don't want to live from you. I don't want to depend on you because I, I'll just settle for whatever I can make happen on my own. And we miss out. So don't feel bad. Don't hesitate or be ashamed for saying I can't. God never intended us to be all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-able. So Paul says, I can't, but he can. Huh? So how do I do that? What does that look like? I think first it comes to an understanding of what Paul has realized in the midst of his circumstances, in the midst of his hunger, in his difficulty, and in his loneliness. I have a friend that uh, is really going through it right now and trying, trying to walk with him, I'm reminded of things in my own life and so I'm trying to share this with him. Uh, and, and what I would say to him and what I would say to you is that life is not like Netflix. When you have Netflix on, maybe I'm telling you a secret you didn't already know, but I'm pretty sure you know this. You can fast forward through the bad parts. You can just hit pause and then you can go frame by frame until whatever it is that you don't want to see, that you don't want to experience, that you don't want to go through, you can get by it. And I've used it plenty of times for all kinds of reasons where I don't really want to see that. I don't want to experience that. So I'm just gonna skip over that. But that's not what life is like. But what I have learned is that Jesus is in every frame. And for my friend, I would say for now, that's enough. To know that Christ is with us, that's Christ in me. I can't, but he's here and he can. That should be so freeing. That should be so, that is so much better than I can. You will know and you will see that he can when you admit and confess that you can't. That's how this happens. The more that you say, I can't, and that he can, you'll see him move in your life. You'll see him more clearly through every frame. In fact, Paul is trying to explain this. And so he adds context. He adds, he adds handles. He adds, he adds uh, what are those things you call, Daniel, what are those things on a ladder? Rungs? Rungs on a ladder. Why, why do we call them rungs? Steps. So he's giving you these steps to move on. And this is what Paul says. He says, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Who does that? Paul, who was banking on all of his strengths, used to use it as his identity. Look at where I went to school. Look at where I was born. Look at, this, look at what I've accomplished. And now, instead of holding on to that, he boasts about what he can't do. He says, I boast about my weaknesses so that 
Meaning, as I just said, when we confess and admit our weaknesses, then Christ's power will rest on me. That's what Paul's saying. Paul goes on to explain, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses. Now that doesn't mean that we're happy about difficult circumstances. Paul is not happy about being in jail, but he can delight, which is different, which means I can see, I can appreciate it. I know that good fruit is going to come from this. I know that he can. I know that he's here with me. I know that he loves me. I know he's not going to abandon me. So I can delight in these weaknesses, in insults, in hard times, in persecutions, in difficulties. And then he says this, for when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, I can't. When he reaches these situations, he can delight in them because he knows, okay, I can't do this. And now I can rely and turn to him and then now I can be strong. And not just for that moment, but you're stronger for afterwards. The truth is, my confession is I can't. But he can. And my prayer for you who are watching this or listening in that you will get to that point where you can confess and admit that. And then when you admit that you are weak, that you're not God, then you will know his strength. God bless.